Welcome to Basement Billionaire, where we talk to entrepreneurs, musicians, and creators who work to take their ideas from the basement to the boardroom. We talk about their highs and lows to help you on your path of achieving your dreams and goals. Now, here's your host, Mel, Melman Mendoza. Welcome to Basement Billionaire. I'm your host with the most, of course, as always, Mel, the Melman Mendoza, and we've taken a break for quite a while because... We were stuck at number 19, and I really, really wanted episode number 20 to be a good one, to celebrate 20 episodes on the books. We have been blessed to have, oh, one-hit wonders like Rico Suave, if, as you remember, and uh, uh, last last episode we had was a gentleman from the Ultimate Fighter, entrepreneur who invented Picarazzi mobile app that's on Storm all over the country. Uh, we had historical figure Jessica Lynch that was on the show and on the 25th anniversary of her r- rescue uh, from uh, Iraq. And I'm excited because we're actually on location in eastern Kentucky. I was actually working on my Kentucky accent when I came in this morning, uh, you know, drinking my LA, you know, and. Uh, 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 and we are in the heart of UK basketball land right now in the in the bluegrass. But from the 606, uh, in is this guys? Is this actually considered Ashland or Ashland's our mailing address? Ashland. Okay, so we're in Ashland, Kentucky, home of what used to be Ashland Oil back in the day, uh, at Fat Ash. Now I gotta say that quick because I actually texted that to someone voice to text yesterday. Fat Ash Cigar Lounge, and you should have seen what Siri put as my text. I'm just, I'm just saying, okay. So Fat Ash Cigar Lounge, it's a new cigar lounge, but it has grown like you would not believe. It is on the radar of a lot of cigar distributors around the country. They've, how long have you guys been open? Eight months. Eight months. They've only been eight, open eight months, and they've had the who's who of uh, the cigar industry in here. The, the guys from Drew Estate, the guy uh, Jack Tarano, who was on our program. And don't say Tarano, you got to say Tarano. But without further ado, because I'll let them talk about themselves, we got the proprietors, owners, and the characters. And that was a big reason I wanted to come out here, because these guys are definitely characters. Okay, you got to visit these guys, they give personality to this. Uh, cigar Lounge, great story behind them. Um, I think brothers from another mother, probably these guys are. We have Dwight and Tom from the Fat Ash Cigar Lounge. Welcome to the show, Dwight and Tom. Thanks, Mel. Appreciate it. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Okay, Thank so you. it's Saturday morning. I walk in, and you're open early, which is not uncommon for cigar lounges, you know, because guys want to get their coffee and stop by the cigar lounge and maybe drink coffee because coffee and cigars are a great pairing, first of all. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you guys are open early, and I'll just start off with this. What were you guys, why were you guys open so early, first of all? We were having one of our Bible studies. <laughs> you have a Bible study? We have a Bible study every other week. Um, call us crazy, Mel, but uh, that's actually how Dwight and I met. About three years ago at another cigar lounge, um, which is now our pastor, was leading a Bible study, and that's the first time that Dwight and I had ever met one another, three years ago. Three years ago, okay. And then, uh, three years ago, and then 
through a Bible study, okay, yep. and uh, uh, what, what was your what was your background? Uh, I was in the construction business. Okay, um, and I I done various things. I've owned businesses, um, worked for other people, and uh, then met Dwight. And three years later, here we are. Okay, now Dwight, what was your background? Uh, my background, I, I was actually in fire truck sales. I sold you sold fire trucks, fire trucks, and fire okay. fighting equipment. Yes, I don't know if I've ever met anybody that's uh, sold fire trucks. Yeah, but well, I didn't sell as many as I'd like to. <laughs> How about I, my job was I tried to sell fire. Trucks. Okay, okay. So you you were in corporate sales. Yeah, for about ten years. Sell fire trucks, you know, to to municipalities and such. Okay, and then. Uh, I guess within within the past year, you all said, "Hey, would you let's do this?" Okay. Now, where did that come from? Well, I was uh, Tom had invited me over to his home uh, on a Sunday afternoon. We were sitting enjoying a fine cigar, and uh, he said, "Can I talk to you about something serious?" And I said, "Sure, what?" And he said. If you could do anything, he said, I know you're kind of not really in into the fire uh, truck business. <laughs> Your heart's not in it. He goes, I was thinking about doing construction and uh, my own company, but my heart's not really in that. He said, if you could do anything you would like to do, what would, what would it be? And I said, I'd love to open a cigar lounge. He said, I knew you were going to say that. And so he said, let's do it. It was kind of a loaded question. It was. He knew the answer. They'd say that's the best question. That's the best questions when you know the answer, man. Yeah, but that's like asking a buddy, hey, you want to go get a drink? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you read my mind. Are you hungry? Well, yeah. So, Always. So, and, but he already knew the answer. Yeah. Okay. So what was that process like, though? I mean, did, I mean, was it, how did you go from idea? See, no. Here's the thing: we this is an entrepreneurial type of branding type of uh, type of podcast business. A lot of people, especially in the cigar business, have a great idea. Okay, very few execute. Okay, how did you guys actually go? And it, it seemed like it was really fast too. You went idea straight into execute. In eight weeks after that conversation, we opened our doors. Eight weeks after idea conception. Eight weeks. We immediately started thinking about what brands we wanted to carry, how we were going to do it, where we wanted to do it, um, where we're sitting now. This is actually the second location we looked at, and um, we knew right away this was the spot. Um, we just It's kind of out in the county. It's not in the city, and it's not too far from the interstate, so we could get people from the interstate, but it was a, we felt like this area was a cigar mean. Okay, <laughs> he invented his own word, cigarving. So that that was from Dwight. He came up with that. I just I stole it from him. Well, for for the listeners out there uh, who may not know this area of the world, because you know, we have listeners all over the country, tell them a little bit about Ashland, Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky. Uh, Eastern Kentucky is uh, it is truly Appalachia. Um, the people here are very they're just great friendly hospitable people and but they also enjoy their freedom uh, this oh. this part of Boyd County uh, is actually one of the last places that we know of where you can there's no restrictions on indoor 
smoking. Okay. And so that played a large role in our deciding to be here, along with its proximity to Interstate 64 and Ashland and Huntington, West Virginia, as well as the uh, 52 corridor on the Ohio side. We actually both live in Ohio. We live in Proctorville, Ohio. Okay. So we travel through three states to get here every day. Oh, okay. But it takes about 40 minutes, but... You know the the process in in us getting open. You know it it first for me it started with prayer, like you know because I'd been praying for something. I was I was burned out in my job. I understand. And uh, you know I've been praying for something to happen, but you know God's timing is perfect. You know. Right. And uh, it was just perfect timing with Tom and, and myself uh, being friends, both being interested in doing something different. The second step was making sure it was okay with the wives. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I've seen pictures of both of your wives. Overachievers, absolutely. And I think you you guys and myself should start a club. It's called like out of your league That's club. Right, yeah. I mean Outkick the uh, I, you know and I always like one time I was in an interview one time and said someone says, Well tell me how good your salesmanship is and I was just like you should see my wife. Yeah, I did. Exactly. <laughs> I sold a bag of goods that <laughs> that's right. That that wasn't really worth that much, but she she bought it anyway. Right. So my job now is to keep her away from the optometrist. That's that's it. <laughs> there you go. Well, what was that like then approaching your significant others about this idea? Well, it it was um my wife is very selfless on top of being beautiful. That's she, awesome. Awesome. She knew it was my dream. And, uh... Oh, it's all right, bro. She's special, she, isn't she? She is. Hey, man. Don't get me going, bro. Don't, don't get me going about my wife, too, because... I apologize. No, no, no. That's awesome. But, uh, you know, it, there was a sacrifice, obviously, that was going to be made. Yep. Uh... By us because it's if you if you want to get rich, I would say don't go in this business. It's it's uh, it's it's not not it's, gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's it's uh, it can it, it, it can. can it can. We have dreams about it, but yeah. um, hey, you know, God, you just never know. He opens right. up doors. Right. So. That's right. Right. We we were gonna have to make some sacrifices, and she's just wonderful. She was like, I, I think. Absolutely, I'm with you if you want to do awesome. it. And so she's a cigar smoker too. So we laugh and tell people we had to go in the cigar business uh, in order to afford our habit. So because she she loves cigars too. Now let me ask you this. So um, in fact, let me do this real quick. I did the cardinal rule of not turning off your notification. Well, actually, the smart people. <laughs> which I guess I'm not, go in airplane mode when they record so there's no outside calls. Well, you can wipe out all my blubbering. No, that's, that's good stuff. Because, <laughs> hey, bro, I'm, I'm, in the same, I'm in the same thing. So, so the wives were, were, were supportive. Most right? definitely. Most of the wives were supportive. Now, I'm going to talk, talk about an aspect of... I'm going to talk about an aspect of uh, starting a business. So there's those voices from within your home, and then there's those voices outside your home saying, sometimes saying, you got to be crazy. you got to be crazy. That will never work. Zuckerberg had to go through it. Oh, yeah. Every person, Elon Musk is have to go through it. Any person, you know, the guys who invented 
Snapchat. You know, they're like, right. that's not gonna work. Who's gonna do? And then, or or any brand. You know, or so. How? What was that like when you had to hit those? Your friends, we, your we, friends and colleagues. Oh yeah, we seen that from the get go. And and like like Dwight, my wife was super supportive. We had to change our lifestyle because I uh, made really good money in the construction industry. Sure, sure. And um, so when you take a hundred thousand dollars a year out of the equation, <laughs> it, it, it makes a little bit on the rough side. So I don't get to spend money anymore. My wife was never a spender, thank God. Good. But um, no, we. Uh, we noticed it right off the bat, even when we called cigar vendors. Um, they, they were like, well, I'm looking on a map, and there's just not a big population base there to support what you're wanting to do. Um, and we said, yeah, we, we just we know it's here. And even we contacted Drew Estate about being a Drew Diplomat account. They were um, like... <laughs> they, were, they were like... You could tell. They said, well, we'll come look at the place. And they... Several weeks went by, and then they finally came, and um, he seen what we were doing here. But still, he said, "Man, just on the map, it just does not look like this is a big enough area to support what you're wanting to do here." And to their amazement, and to, and some to ours, I think, um, it's really blown up. I mean, it's done very well. We've our first six months, we did what we had hoped to do our first year, right. And and it's it's just been phenomenal, and you know, and then even some of our friends, you know, even other lounges that were not too far from us, um, said, "Well, they're out in the middle of nowhere. I just don't think they'll make it there." Um, but it's it's been phenomenal. We've been blessed, and uh, we we give all the glory to God, though. I mean, it's uh, it's we we put Him at the forefront of our business, and we share Christ with people when they come in our door, and people aren't expecting that at a cigar lounge. No, it's. Um, Normally, that's that's this is the first. Now, I've been in lots of look cigar lounges. Some of the like most famous ones, you know, yeah. Matt Sherman's, yeah. Manhattan, you mm-hmm. know, Cigar International, you know, yeah. uh, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you know, the big one, you know. Um, that's uh, I've never seen something like that. That's what intrigued me uh, about you about you all is is uh, your definite commitment to your faith, okay. Uh, and the clientele that is as well. So because let, let's just be just be honest. When you know I grew up in the church, and uh, you know there was that like, oh, don't smoke, don't <laughs> don't drink, and don't chew, and absolutely. don't don't date girls that do. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We what we've what we've uh, discovered now is that um, educating people to the thought of Christian liberties and, and the fact that, hey, it's okay if you want to have a cigar. Right. You know, it doesn't make you a bad person. If you want to have a drink, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't, you know, you're not outside God's God's will. And so in this area, though, this is the Bible Belt, man. Yeah. And so it really, <laughs> a lot of people, uh, if anything, it, it, it turned into a great way to to it turned into a great ministry because people are curious they're like what i've been i've been smoking cigars secretly in in the closet for forever now you know i couldn't i couldn't let my closet cigar smoke yeah i couldn't couldn't let my church family you know see me smoke or what if the pastor found out i'd be and and we're just we're here we're open with it you know we're honest with people say yeah that's not that's not going to send you to hell just because you want to smoke a cigar. And so our church uh, is very 
They 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 know. One thing, but you will smell like you've been there. <laughs> you will smell like you've been to hell. That that's true. But I don't know if hell will smell this good. Though. No, definitely not. We don't have any sulfur. Uh, but but yeah, our, our pastor, he's been our, our church has been very supportive. We have a lot of people. Uh, we we go to a church here locally, New Heights uh, Church, and uh-huh. they they've been fantastic in 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 supporting us and and just doing everything they can to. To, to see us succeed and we're we're blessed i know i don't want to i guess let me put this in a way so we're in the in the well if i if i were doing stand-up comedy again like i did like back in the day um this i would consider this the green room okay yeah. this is like the private yeah this is the private member room that we're in guys this is a beautiful room lock uh, the cedar lockers for for all their uh, vip members and i know i don't want you to name names but are any of these lockers owned by pastors? Yes. Actually, there's more than more than one. More than one of these lockers are. Well, welcome yeah. to Kentucky. There you go. We have doctors, we have lawyers, we have pastors, truck drivers, uh, CEOs river, of hospitals, riverboat pilots, sure, cardiologists. <laughs> cardiologists. I mean, it's great. That's awesome. Well, let's switch gears here, guys. So, so someone's starting a business. Uh, whether it's in technology, whether it's a new apparel brand or a cigar lounge for that matter, you need capital, right? So, uh, what was in your in your all's uh, endeavor? Was that did you self fund or did you have connections? Did you have did you have people that believed in the idea? What what was that like? The funny thing is, I was at a cigar event and mentioned to a to a gentleman that I had probably spoken to maybe three or four times in my life. Okay. And just mentioned to him what Dwight and I were getting ready to embark on. And um, we were going to go go to a bank to get to get loans to do this. And the gentleman said, you know, um, I want to talk to you about that. And so he came down that following week and met me at my house. And um, I told him our ideas and we hashed over back and forth with what we were going to do and he 100% funded us doing this. Oh my gosh. Him and his fiance. Him and his fiance. Uh, it's Woody and Faith. I mean, they they believed in us. Did and, you uh, say Faith? Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's ironic. Who, yeah, yeah. And she was very instrumental in it. It's um, not as ironic as we probably think. Yeah, but but I'm, I'm telling you, it, it was a, and it was nothing that I'd ever even crossed my mind and um, it's just like all of a sudden it was there. And um, they have since, you know, they want to fund us to grow and open more stores. And um, we're just, I don't know, we're just very blessed. And, and we, we all get along wonderfully. You know, you'd think in a, we're, we're like brothers, like you said, you'd think there'd be some, some tension here and there. But there's really not. We, we, um, we work and feed off each other. And so do the other two. We all have the same goal, the same drive, the same desire. And it's not like one person's jealous that the other person's getting this and getting that. It's just we're very open and honest with one another. We don't keep anything from any of us. And um, it's just worked out phenomenal. You know, even when I went to the accountant, he said, you know, business partnerships usually don't work, just to let you know. Sure. And um, It's a marriage. It, it is. Yeah. And, and our wives love each other. Good. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, just, it's been a beautiful, beautiful marriage. It has. We don't always agree on everything, but, no. but when we disagree, it's it's a cordial disagreement. It's like, I just don't, let's, let's wait, let's see, let's look at some other avenues. And 
And that's how, I mean, and, I think, and most time I just say, Dwight, that, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's him saying it to me. <laughs> well, that's, that's an interesting thing because, like, the co founders is a very touchy subject in many cases because you have to find that right that right blend and that right relationship and it seems like you already had that figured out but then a lot of people also say don't go into business with your friends you yeah, know yeah. I mean, so you got to probably do your due diligence and pray a lot and think about it you know if this is going to work if you guys can work together and you know the funniest thing about it is you would think we would get sick of one another we actually where we live so close to one another we carpool to work every day we, we ride together on our days off we spend time together I mean, we. I mean, we're family. I mean, we we really are. We're, we're best of friends, but also like family, and it's we enjoy each other's company, which I think is important in no matter what you're doing. You know, just like coworkers, you've got to like your coworkers, or you're going to hate going to work. Okay. And um, we love it. A lot of, in, especially in your industry, there's a lot of regulations. Correct? Oh my goodness! I mean, on a local, on a state, on a federal. What are when when you guys are trying to grow, I mean, what are some of the challenges you've had to go through, and that you're that you've had to encounter? Mel, when we uh, part of our business model when we opened, we were really going to blow up social media because everybody walks around sure looking at their phone. Yep, um, and so that was a big part of what we wanted to do. We knew we would do some other advertising but that's really the main place we wanted to, to hit we we that was one thing we were a little short-sighted on because we found out very quickly facebook won't take your money because you sell tobacco ah uh, google will not boost your post because, because you sell tobacco, tobacco. Wow. and so a lot of newspapers a lot of radio stations tv all of those have such very strict regulations due to the fda uh, rulings uh, on tobacco. So what we found, we've got a couple billboards up, but the mm-hmm. biggest thing that has helped us more than anything is our friends and customers sharing. They can share our page. We do have a Facebook page. Right. Uh, we are, you know, Fat Ash Cigar Lounge on Facebook, and we have an Instagram, and we have a Twitter, and and but people sharing that has really. Uh, see where we've seen the most uh, you know influence as far as reaching uh, the community so you really have to go you're using social but you really have to be organic about it very you know, it's you all can't, you can't, it's not like you can spend dollars because they're not going to accept they it they won't right. accept it okay but you know once you have that uh, I read a book uh, maybe a decade a decade ago really good book I recommend it called Raving Fans it's a it's a Ken Blanchard book, I believe it's it's a very short book, but it's about when you can really establish a, a client base of raving fans that actually sell for you. Like I, you, I, you need to go there. I, I will have to read that. I'd love yeah. to elaborate on that, and Tom will totally agree. Our customers are the most loyal and fantastic people that I've ever encountered. Yes. Um, we in, had in any business. Yeah, we've had a several events that last into the night, um, pretty late. At the end of the night, they're sticking around, helping us rearrange, clean, uh, carry out trash. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. Um, you know, the the people in this area, and I would encourage anybody uh, here in this podcast to visit uh, the Ashland, Kentucky area. 
if, if not for any other thing, not necessarily to visit us. We hope you will, but just to meet some of the great people in this area, how, how hospitable they are. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because not a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of nuggets that come out of this area that not a lot of people. So, guys, we're in eastern Kentucky. Um, you know, just like Appalachia, they've got hit hard with changing economy. You know, coal's not really popular anymore. Uh, refineries that were once big in this area are not anymore. Um, but, you know, so uh, out of this small, small community, small community, names like, oh, I don't know, the Cyruses of Billy Ray Cyrus uh, came out of here. The Judds, yep. you know, uh, all of them, you know, uh, uh I guess an old school country singer Keith Whitley is 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 from this from this area. So there's these nuggets of people that have come out of here, but have exploded on an international scene. Big oh, yeah. the big one right now, Chris Stapleton. Is he from here? He's from right down the road at Pikeville. Yeah, Chris yeah. Stapleton. Yeah, and uh, Tyler yeah. Tyler, Tyler Childress is a new up and comer. Okay, I mean, there's there's a. Just a wealth of talent in the area, and then you have uh, you have some connections yourself in, in that from past endeavors in, in country music and things yeah, of that nature. Craig Morgan, Craig Morgan, okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is great. So, I got two questions for you. I'm going to say both of them, but we're going to talk about one. I want to say both of them so I don't forget. Um, uh, first one is how you came up with the name, and then the <laughs> second one is what are out some of the outside of out of box ideas that you've done to help bring your clients in to, 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 to make them have like out of box not necessarily marketing but with your events and such you know first of all of course a, a bible study uh is is a big one okay well that one uh, wasn't really to attract business that was just <laughs> well that was our that was our command to spread the i gospel. looked out there there was you know, everyone was lit. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's <laughs> even nice. the even the young lady that was out there. So, um, um, so but let's get backtrack. Fat Ash, right? Okay. How, how did you come up? Very great branding, first of all. Great logo, great name. How did you come up with the name? Well, that was Dwight. I mean, <laughs> I was sitting in a car dealership signing papers, buying a new vehicle. And Dwight shoots me a text, and he said, what do you think about Fat Ash? And I sent back, you know, ha-ha, LOL. And then I sat there for a second, and then I texted him back and said, you know what, it's kind of catchy. I really like it. And he said, me too. <laughs> it is extreme. Well, Ash, first of all, I mean, the Ash was a car, but Ashland, yeah. I mean, yes. extremely smart. It isn't know? Ashland, it's Ashland. <laughs> Ashland. <laughs> well, we like to call it Ashland, but, you know, I, I, I was just playing around with some things that, might not be taken in the in the the URL may be available, yeah. and Fat Ash was out there. Somebody had parked it, so it was a little expensive. But I loved, you know, I didn't love the name. I I sent it to Tom as a joke, not just thinking. You know, that first instinct when he laughed, and sent it back, said I kind of like it. I thought, well, my guess I kind of do too. But then we had to do the the real litmus test. We had to run it by the wives to see if they. <laughs> they did, and so we, we rolled with. Thought it was memorable. That was the big thing, memorable. Yeah, oh, it definitely, it definitely is. Uh, great, great, great name, great brand. It's very catchy. Thank very. You. I mean, you know, some people say, you know, some experts will say, well, 
if you have a great product and service, it doesn't really matter what the name is, you know. Uh, but let's be honest. If it's if it sticks in your in your ear and your mind, you know, then it, it it doesn't hurt, you know. What we what we talked about was some of the great shirts and and names of businesses. Like when we went to the beach as kids, you know, they were. Mother, Mother Fletcher's. Mother Fletcher's, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's exactly. the one that came to mind. And, and, and the <laughs> restaurant, Fuddruckers. It's not dirty, but it kind of sounds like it might be. And it just kind of makes you snicker to yourself. And so, you know, Fat Ash, I mean, it just it kind of made you snicker, but it was memorable. And so we've we've done a lot to try to market um, with with the name. We've got hats and shirts oh, and, great and mugs and things. You know, we, we want to do some branding as well. So that it, it worked out well because people like to wear something that makes other people snicker, you know, when they oh, see it. Oh, sure. Now, you know, making people snicker, uh, events, uh, getting together. So what, you had different events. Of, like last night was your karaoke night. First ever. Now, that was... Uh, that was your R&D, your research and development. Let's right. see if this will work. Yep. So uh, how did it go, first of all? It it was off the chain. I mean, it really? was really... I, I didn't know. I mean, I was a little nervous. We've had a couple of live music acts. Which Great. We, we want to con- continue. Uh, we have an outdoor seating area uh, out back, and, and so we kind of make a stage out there, and that's gone well. But last night was just like, you want to try this? We had a good friend, uh, Billy Drysdale, and he he does karaoke. He is a consummate professional, and so we told him we wanted to do it. And he said, "Hey, let's do it." I was nervous. I, I really was because I just you just don't know how people are going to respond to karaoke. That's it's been around a while, but I tell you what, there was people in here last night having such a good time and just enjoying themselves and letting their inhibitions go. And, and, and like I said, it's a family feeling atmosphere. At least you know from a certain aspect and everybody was comfortable so you had more people singing than you you would where people oh, yeah. don't know each other so it was it was great man it really was um as we close a couple things i want to ask is we're all in that kind of that uh, same generation that uh, you know uh, uh age group and such uh what recommendations would you have for someone that does have an idea that's just burning with inside them, but they, like you, have commitments that it will take a lifestyle change for a little bit. Um, uh, what would you? What recommendations would you give to them to execute? Uh, I would. I would just say go for it um, because you're you're never going to reach the fruit until you go out on a limb. And it, oh, I like that. And and it's, there you go. And and I just I've always been had an entrepreneurial type mind I've never been afraid of change um, and luckily my wife goes along with my cockamamie ideas right. but the thing is Mel I think is just uh, throw fear out the window because if, if you're going to be you know especially at 50 years old I'm 51 now people would think man that's crazy to start over again especially something that you're not sure is going to do well well if you go into it thinking it's not going to do well it's probably not going to do well Ah. Um, I think part of it is just your mental state going in is that I know this is going to work and relaying that to other people and transfer your excitement. That's just what sales is, is transferring your excitement and enthusiasm to people coming through the door. We make it a point to greet every person when they come in the door and make them feel special. 
make them feel like that that we want them here and not sit back. You know, we could sit back now and think, well, you know, we've made it. We've done. No, we're, we're not even close to what we want to do. Um, and I think part of that is, and it can relate to any business, customer service is lost in this world anymore. Right. Because people are, you know, you walk into stores and you can't get someone to wait on you because the clerk's staring at their phone and looking through Facebook. Yep. Um, we make a point to make everyone feel like that we're glad that they are there. Right. And I agree with Tom. I think Wayne Gretzky said it best. He said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. And so you have to you have to step out on faith sometimes. Um, also, make sure that you surround yourself with good good people that, that, that are uh, willing to, to help and, and, and see you succeed, that are interested in, in seeing your success. Don't listen to the naysayers. If you've got an idea and you feel strongly about it, do it. Don't stay. Don't stay chained uh, to to fear. You know, just you know. At, at some point, you've got to step out. It's not going to come and get you. You know, so right. you've got to go for it. And like Tom said, so I think that that's that's the way we looked at it, and that's yeah. the way I think other people. Fear, fear's a dream stealer. Yeah. Yep. If uh, if if uh, people out there want to find you all, how can they find you? What What's your what's your social media? Uh, how how can they find you on social media? What's uh, is it under Fat Ash Cigar on Facebook and where else can they find you? It's Fat Ash Cigar Lounge on everything. We okay. you know our uh, our email address is Fat Ash Cigar Lounge at gmail.com. Our on Facebook Fat Ash Cigar Lounge, Instagram Fat Ash Cigar Lounge. We try to be consistent with website. That. Yeah, our website, FatAshCigarLounge.com. Yep. Okay, okay, great. And uh, uh, guys, ladies, if you're traveling on I-64, heading towards West Virginia or heading towards Lexington, what exit is this, by the way? 185. Jump on exit 185. You will not regret. If you're taking a Harley tour on that I-64 corridor, Swing in here. You will love the folks here. It's relaxed. Uh, it's first of all, it's not a sketchy part of town. You'll you'll feel very very safe and a nice place to stop. I'm sure they'll let you borrow, use the bathroom, especially if you buy a cigar. Absolutely. <laughs> our humidor. Our humidor is. Yeah. Oh, their humidor is huge. And uh, for the cigar aficionados out there, they got just about everything. If you're a Drew Estate lover like I do, like I am, uh, full-fledged everything in there from from the Deadwood to the to the Acid brand uh, to the uh, the Liga Pravada. Oh, the Liga Pravada, just about everything, um, as well as uh, I mean, from from that level to. I'm sure there's an Opus X back there somewhere. Yes, there is. <laughs> so the the uh, the Holy Grail. So, but hey, guys, keep an eye out for these guys. Um, I think some bigger things are going to come out of this. Things that they did not expect uh, with their personalities and their branding. I wouldn't be surprised if if two, three years from now, or even a year from now, or six months from now. Like someone says, hey, you guys make a good reality show, you know? <laughs> Just can and they'll probably try to make them force to fight each other, like the Tuttles or something like that. So, but stop on by Fat Ash Cigar Lounge, uh, Ashland, Kentucky. 
Uh, thanks, guys, for being on the show. Thank, Thank you, man. Appreciate, appreciate it, buddy. Hey, guys, remember, uh, we love you all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. And always, our best to your families, and God bless. Mm-hmm.